0: This is the 5th time I'm recording this intro. Hopefully, I don't have to do this again. So, here it goes. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another Sankarshan Joshi trip. So, this is going to be a solo trip. Which means that it's just going to be me talking about randomly what is going on in my mind right now. So, with the most like unfiltered a random version of me. I just talk what's happening over my head. A Sankarshan Joshi Trip So i usually never prepare for solo episodes like i just talk on the fly like what's on my mind because while i'm doing that there are so many things that just come out of me which i was not aware about myself that i had it in me so uh let me just give you guys the context to why i'm doing this episode so uh recently i've been pretty low uh I'm sure like a lot of people are feeling this way because due to this quarantine, due to this whole lockdown, there is nothing really happening. So it's hard to keep yourself motivated and keep doing something. So uh, working out and this podcast have been the only thing that I look up to these days. And uh, this this is what makes me happy. And uh, from the past couple of days, even doing this podcast wasn't making me happy. I wasn't feeling super excited as I normally would to do a podcast, but, uh, I anyways love doing this. So I am back here again doing the episode. So, uh, I, I started wondering why, like, why am I feeling low? What exactly is making me feel sad? Uh, Because uh, the duality of happiness and sadness are so fascinating to me because we always run towards one thing which is happiness and we want to run away from the other thing which is sadness. So when you hear people talk about anything, they always ask you to do whatever makes you happy. So basically... They want you to run towards the thing that makes you happy. And we always avoid the things that makes us sad, right? So I started wondering, like, why is that? And I started questioning that. And I also started introspecting on why am I actually feeling low? Like, why am I not feeling happy? So uh, I put a poll on my Instagram asking my uh, my people on Instagram, like my followers, Onto to like why they feel sad or what exactly makes people feel sad and I got pretty like fascinating replies I when I put out this question out on my Instagram asking people why one feels sad I had one thing in my mind like I had my answer in my mind on to like why people feel sad but the replies I got like broaden my horizon like there is so many there's so many like profound thoughts that people have and uh yeah like these replies actually caught me thinking like they they gave me an entirely different perspective so uh to give a rundown of today's episode I'll be I'll be reading the the most like fascinating replies that I have got for the question and the after this I will be talking my perspective on to why i f- feel like people become sad or like yeah it's just like my perspective so uh, most of the people uh, replied a single word which is expectation so akshay 18 says expectation and manoj Kokurched all says over expectations and yeah diksha but also says expectation. Namanjin 99 here says our own expectations. So, this has been like a call, like, this has been the majority of the answer, which is expectation. And uh, yeah, I've heard this a lot of people say that expectation is what makes you feel sad. So, uh, what exactly are you expecting, and what exactly is making you feel sad? So here's what I think: when you when you expect to feel a certain way, or when you expect someone to make you feel a certain way, I feel that is when you feel sad. Like, uh, wh- like when your expectations don't match with reality, that's when you feel sad. And uh, I'm sure, like a lot of people would feel the same way. So. Yeah, that has been like the major answer, which is expectation. And uh, Sanjeevini Agarwal says, comparison. So, comparison makes one feel sad or unhappy. And in this world of social media, when we when we are exposed to the entire world, there, is, there are so many things out there. Like there are so many people who look a certain way. There are so many people who are achieving a lot of things. You falling into the trap of comparison is inevitable. Like when you see someone, it it, it happens subconsciously. Like you don't choose to compare yourself to something. But like when you're scrolling through Instagram and you see something and you don't have that. Let's say you see the best physique and you want that. And you feel that you don't have that. Yeah, that will make you feel sad. It's basically when you... When you get aware to what you can have and what you don't have, that gap and thinking about that gap is what makes people sad. So this is what this is what I am perceiving from the word comparison. And uh, Kirtana Venkatesh here says, You yourself, I mean you not being able to be a best version of yourself so kirtana venkate says you not being able to be a better version of yourself is what makes you sad so here what exactly do you think is the best version of yourself so i think that uh, i've been reading uh everything is fucked the book everything is fucked and uh and in this book, he talks about this whole perception of the best version of yourself. So, I like I recommend you guys to go read that book. I haven't really completed reading it, so I cannot quote what is being said in the book. But uh, what exactly do you do you think is the best version of yourself? Even I get caught up in this loop of of me wanting to be a better version of myself. So, I. I question, like, is there a better version of myself? So what, so when we say that I want to be a better version of myself, and I often, like, I often say this myself, uh, I think that we create a persona of what we think is ideal, of what we think is perfect. And I think we end up chasing that. Like chasing that version of what I think is ideal. And what I think is ideal is not purely my subconscious. What I think is ideal is influenced by what society think is ideal. What my family think is ideal or what my friends think is ideal or cool. So whatever you, whatever you think is ideal is not exactly framed by you and uh, whenever you do something that you don't like you often say this to yourself right like oh shit like i'm not being me i need to i need to be the best version of myself like that is that motivates people to, to 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 mimic or to be that ideal person so you don't exactly know how you're gonna feel when you be that person. It's just pure speculation and pure pure assumption that you're gonna like feel a certain way if you be that person. So yeah, like like the best version of yourself doesn't really exist. It is something that you create. When you create a best version of yourself. Like the the idea of the best version of yourself. Uh, you constantly remind yourself of what you are lacking. So basically, whatever your ideal version has and you don't have, like that creates a bit of insecurity, right? Like this is what I think. So, uh, I... I always thought that I could be a better person or like having these traits is what makes the better version of myself. So I constantly get in the trap of like me comparing with what I think is ideal. So yeah, this is not at all healthy. Like why are we all trying to chase the better version or like what to be apt, what we think is a better version of ourselves. So yeah. I think falling into that trap might make people feel sad. Harish Anjana says lack of acceptance. So when you don't accept yourself is is when you become sad. Is what Harish Harish Anjana says. And uh, I relate a lot to this statement. Because uh, usually we are all running from the parts... Of ourselves that we don't like. Right. So we are always in the constant pursuit. Of forgetting our past. We always end up in a state of denial. Where we are not even acknowledging. The parts of ourselves that we don't like. I strongly. I strongly reflect to this point. Because I have done this a lot. In my past. I I have done things which i don't like so i constantly run from that so let's say uh, in my past i have i've been in a toxic friendship where i've valued this one person a lot and that person turned turned out to be a piece of shit basically and uh, all my efforts into being a loyal friend went in vain because he wasn't loyal himself so and uh, and i felt that i didn't respect myself enough because i was tolerating that toxicity because i didn't respect myself so this is the conclusion that i came and uh, and i constantly ran away from that because i didn't want to feel that again So I constantly kept telling myself that I'm not the same person anymore, you know, like I'm a better version. I And I am new, you know, because I didn't want to accept that. Like I wasn't accepting that because I was running from who I was. So like acknowledging your flaws could be very liberating, like just acknowledging, like you don't. Uh, you don't have to work on them. Uh, I mean, you do, but just acknowledging your flaws or just saying it is okay. I think that takes a lot of effort. Like that takes a lot of guts to just say that I am flawed. Just to say that it takes a lot of uh, lot of energy and thinking. You running away from your mistakes or your flaws and living in denial can make someone sad i completely agree with this statement and uh, when i put out this poll i didn't really expect all these answers i like when i'm reading this right like i completely agree whatever these people have put out there and uh, i haven't really thought of them before so yeah rashmi Thite says there is a thin line between proactive, comma, constructive thinking and negative thinking. So anything you obsess over becomes negative, right? So I've seen a lot of my friends who are very self-critical and who are very self-analytical about uh, about whatever they do. They introspect a lot. So which constantly... puts them in a loop where they they are constantly evaluating themselves they are being very extremely self-critical when you are extremely self-critical what happens is you, you pick the flaws out right so when you constantly pick the flaws out you might end up feeling insecure because now that you know what your flaws are it might affect your confidence or motivation so you might end up insecure usually the whole point of introspecting is to is to find the flaws and correct them and and probably not make those mistakes again right like that's the whole purpose of uh constructive thinking or the the whole point of uh, being self critical and self analytical but if you do that in excess and it becomes hard to Hard to pull yourself back from that. Uh, Especially in uh, someone who is into performance or someone who is into the creative space, they're always trying to pick the flaws so that they can be a better uh, version of whatever they are doing. Let's say uh, when I'm doing this podcast, when I pick the flaws out from my podcast, I can work on those flaws and i can make this podcast better and i can i can get better at hosting this podcast but if i do that in excess what happens is i lose the confidence to do the podcast so next time when i'm doing this like like next time when i do the podcast i constantly keep thinking about all my flaws and uh, yeah i might end up not doing the podcast like falling in the trap of being extremely self-critical might end up be like leading you there so that might make one feel sad the next uh, response that I got Tanvi says the self only thinking about me my problems what's going to happen to me is what makes one feel sad uh, I i am assuming that she's implying overthinking here uh like when I'm thinking only about me, my problem is what is going to happen to me. That might make one feel sad. Uh, I am implying this to be overthinking. Uh, a lot of us overthink, right? Like I'm. I am not saying this is good or bad, but sometimes when you overthink about negative thoughts, when you overthink about negative things, you end up feeling sad. So. When I did my podcast with Apurva Jupudi, we uh, like she's a dance and movement therapist. You can check that podcast out. She's like, like talking to a psychologist is so liberating. I've had Neha Taparia, I've had Shivani, who's uh, a sports psychologist. So there are so many things that I learned by just having a conversation with them. So so basically, people have an inherent nature so a lot of them uh, are overthinkers like they overthink about certain things only and they don't really overthink about like different things but uh, we have all generalized overthinking to be something uh, something you shouldn't do right like overthinking we give a negative connotation to overthinking so uh, Apurva says that she she also overthinks and she's extremely cautious Someone who overthinks right, Uh, they think about all the possibility that could go wrong with whatever you are doing. So if you think about that like constructively, when you think about all the ways that shit could go like wrong, that will open up a possibility for you to be cautious and be aware of all the things that could make shit go sideways for some people overthinking works for some people overthinking actually works because uh, when they think about all the possibility that could go wrong they could they could actually achieve what they want to without without failing at it because they have already thought about all the possible things that could go wrong with this uh, with whatever they are doing so i think that just generalizing that overthinking is bad or giving a negative connotation to it uh isn't gonna work like that's not the right way to go about it like this is what i have learned after talking to apurva teju want anupoju also says that overthinking about negative things is what makes one feel sad and uh, this overthinking is such a weird like i have a hard time articulating uh what overthinking actually does or like why it happens uh, because i'm not a psychologist but this overthinking has been this word has been used a lot in general conversation so like let's say your friend is thinking something we say oh you're just overthinking like just stop how the fuck do you stop overthinking like how can you stop your thoughts i think that Thoughts are very involuntary, just like breathing and like heartbeat. Like they just happen. Like you cannot control your thoughts. You can probably control the source like which like which which determines the thoughts or like from the source where the thoughts origin, probably like the deep recited trauma. Uh, this overthinking is such a tricky, tricky thing. Like a lot of, even I end up overthinking. I consider myself. Uh, To be someone who doesn't overthink. But recently I have realized. With the things that I actually care about. I overthink. Let's say this podcast right. I really care about this podcast. So I end up overthinking about. uh, About how I could make my podcast better. Or like what could I end up. uh, Doing in my next solo episode. Or like which guest to bring on. Yeah like I think that. There my overthinking works. It's very subjective. Like, people can choose for themselves if overthinking works or not. So, yeah. We have to be, like, just being aware of where overthinking works or where overthinking doesn't work. Like, being at that mindful space can avoid people from feeling sad. Or, like, yeah, this is just my, like, stupid uh, suggestion or thought, whatever you consider it to be. so, Vaishak Dutt replied saying, being human. Like, <laughs> what makes someone feel sad is just being human. And uh, we, uh, when someone says being human, they they have a definition of what being human is. This is very, very subjective. Uh, for Vaishak feeling sad, feeling happy, and like, embracing all the emotion is being human or like just feeling a certain thing is being human to someone let's say a monk or a sage being human might might be something like each person has their own definition or two of what being human is and uh, to vaishak dat uh, being human is what makes people sad i uh, I don't know what else to add to this, because uh, emotions are are very uh, are very humane, right? Uh, a lot of biological, psychological hormones, like a lot of things, determine us feeling happy or sad. So, yeah, like thinking from that perspective, being human, like yeah, like being sad is a part of being human. Uh, I think that is all I have to say for this. Because there is nothing more I can add to this. November Whiskey says absence of happiness is what causes people to feel sad. (laughs) This is the most simplest answer that I have received. Like the simplicity of the statement is so complex. this is a quote from Shivi Arora. I recently did a podcast with her and this is her quote. So, I'm just giving credits to her. So, yeah, like the simplicity of the statement. The absence of happiness is what causes sadness. This seems very lame when I first say this. But, but I feel like this statement is so complex. And uh, this is what brings me to my version or why I think people uh, people are sad, or what makes people sad. So this could this is a very good segue, and also, Mohammed Shoyab says drop in dopamine levels is what makes people sad. So these two answers will be a really good segue. Absence of happiness is the cause of sadness. I 100% agree with this. Like I was saying initially, the duality of happiness and sadness is so fascinating because one cannot exist without the other. Happiness cannot exist without sadness and sadness cannot exist without happiness. Like white cannot exist without black and black cannot exist without white. Let's say, uh, let me just take a left turn here and and throw in a random example. Let's say you live in Africa and uh, you are only aware about people of your race. I don't know if calling them black is politically correct, but I'm filling in the blank here so that you can fill whatever the politically right thing is. So let's say you have a dark skin tone. And you live in Africa. And everywhere you see all of the people that you know have dark skin tone. So, to you that like you're not even conscious about the skin tone. Like it is just there. Like you're not even conscious about it. Let's say you see an American. Or let's say you see someone from other country, other race. Who has a very light skin tone. So, let's say they have white uh, skin. When Africans see someone with white skin, that is when they become aware that they have black skin. So, just the existence of white skin tone created black skin tone there. Like That is so fascinating. Until that point, you weren't even aware that There is other skin tone which is white. So, similarly, day exists because of night and night exists because of day. Like the cause and effect. Similar to day and night, right? Day exists because of night and night exists because of day. Let's say the sun never set and there was always light. Like it it was day constantly. Would you be aware that it's day? No, right? Now that we are aware of night and now that we know once the sun sets, uh, the moon rises, that is when we establish one thing to be day and the other thing to be night. So that's the same thing with happiness and sadness. You cannot feel sad without feeling happy. It's just if one cannot exist without the other. Like, let's say you are happy. Like that's when your dopamine level increases, right? Like on a scale, let's say you are happy and the scale increases. Let's say you are in a mountain. Like you are trekking and then you go on a mountain. You are climbing up. You can only climb down once you climb up. So, once you feel happy, once the level increases, now that you have a metric of what feeling happy is, anything that is opposite to that is sadness. Like like coming down the scale of feeling happy is what sadness is, right? So if one has to escape sadness then he should also escape feeling happy there is no way that you can you can escape sadness without escaping happiness you can only feel sad once you feel happiness so a person can can make you feel sad if he has made you feel happy or if he has a potential to make you feel happy so let's say I am going on the road and someone just randomly comments that I, my shirt is ugly. And I feel sad now because I know what the potential of the other person is to make me feel happy. The other person could, could comment saying that my t shirt looks nice. And since that person didn't say that I am sad like just creating the perception of what the person could potentially say to make me feel happy is what made me feel sad in the first place like when you expect something you have established happiness you have established what could make you happiness So, anything that doesn't reach that level, anything that doesn't reach that expectation will inevitably make you feel sad. I I know what causes sadness. It is happiness. Happiness is the cause of sadness. I know this. But I do not know how to avoid sadness. Uh, I think that a lot of sages, a lot of monks, they always live in this constant bliss, right? They are like I associate blissfulness to a state where you are neither happy nor sad, and you are just uh, you are just living without a, without feeling emotion, without without creating what positive is, or without creating what negative is. Just constantly living. Without feeling aware of those emotions. Like that is what feeling blissful is. According to me. And I think that monks and sages. They constantly live in that stage. That is what yin and yang is right. Like that is what the whole philosophy of yin and yang is. That uh, the, the contrast of things. Like that's how the entire universe. That's how the entire world is right. So let's say good or bad white and black they all exist with each other like they cannot exist without one another a good cannot exist without bad when you call someone to be a good person that means you have also defined what it is to be a bad person let's say you didn't define what being good is that means that being bad also doesn't have a definition so, when you create something is when you also create the polar opposite of it. Subconsciously, you're not even aware of it. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that this is where I end this trip because I have zero answers. Like, I have no answer. How one avoids sadness. I have no answer to that question. This this trip is just me ideating like just like thinking on top of my head don't do like what causes people to feel sad maybe when you're listening to this when you are aware of all these things maybe we will deal things better maybe i'm not sure so thank you for being a part of my confusion <laughs> and uh, i keep posting questions like this on my instagram and I will pick the answers from there and talk about them in my next episode. So, make sure you guys like follow me on Instagram at Asankarshan Joshi Trip. You can follow only if you like my content. No pressure. <laughs> so, yeah. This podcast is now recorded on video as well as audio. You can find the audio version on Spotify, Geo Seven, and Ghana. You can find the video version on YouTube. So, yeah. Here we go ladies and gentlemen, take care. A Sankarshan Joshi trip.